Welcome to the Intern Whisperer Live, the show all about internships and how to survive them. This is Isabella. This is Khalil. This is Val. This is Jerron. On our show this evening is John Q, an American rapper, DJ, radio personality, and the co-founder of the Orlando, Florida-based music collective entitled All My Homies. A reminder to our listeners that you can call us live on the air. The phone number is 407-582-2906. You can also chat with us online through the Intern Pursuits Facebook Live Chat. And just as so our listeners know, I'm going to go off script here. Tonight, we're flipping the tables. The interns have taught me how to run this, and so we've got interesting things that are going to happen. Fun things, fun things. Fun things. But also coming up this episode of the Intern Whisperer Live, we're going to talk about what I learned stories, internship stories, great leaders, and innovation in music. Sorry, trying to help out Isabella over here. Okay, so first we're going to go into our social plugs. Um, You can find Pivot on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, at PivotBizConsult. You can find uh, Intern Pursuit at the same things, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, at Intern Pursuit. The Intern Pursuit Game Facebook page and the Intern Pursuit Game Twitter, at InternPGame. And you can also listen to us live on our MixVLR station. Okay, we're good. <laughs> we are live. <laughs> uh, at mixlr.com slash Valencia College Radio. Uh, and you can also follow us on Inspo- You can also look us up on Facebook Live at facebook.com slash intern pursuit. All right. So, a message. I think I'm on this right. A message from our first sponsor, Florida Patient Association, whose mission is to bring support and services to patients in the state of Florida. If you have not received the help and support you need from an injury in the healthcare industry, contact Florida Patient Association for guidance on your rights. Thank you, Florida Patient Association. Once again, let's welcome John Q, an American rapper, DJ, radio personality, and the co-founder of the Orlando, Florida-based music collective entitled All My Homies. Welcome, Q. Hey, how are y'all? How are you guys doing? We're doing great. I'm, how are you? I'm waking up, so <laughs> it's going to happen this show. It's happening, oh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing it live. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, it doesn't get any more live right now because there's going to be all kinds of little bumps in the road here for sure. But they're all learning. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. learning. Learning <laughs> So this is really exciting to have you on our show, and this is a, a kind of a deviation of what we normally do, and that's why I'm really, I'm kind of digging it. So we have questions, and the tables are turn, turned, and so tonight, Jaron and Val are the hosts, and they're going to lead the conversation, and Khalil and I are going to be jumping in with any additional questions we have. Cool. Yeah. All right, so, so all right. go. Just to get the ball rolling, we know your background is in music and in radio, mm-hmm. uh, so how, what was your first introduction to the industry? Um... At high school, we were, so I had to be, I think I was 14. Um, we were in the cafeteria banging on the table, making beats and rapping. And so that went on the whole lunch period. And then after that, I was like, hey, I have a microphone at home and I have sound recorder. Let's go home and record some songs. And so that's what we did. It was awful. Sounds it was, like any story from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but it, this is the 2000s is when this All happened. Right. So... <laughs> This is uh, 2004-ish, so yeah, and then after that, um, 
the rest is history, yeah. as they say. That's what. <laughs> so I have a question. So what mm-hmm. artists were your influences at that time? At that time, I wouldn't say any artists actually influenced me to make music. I was just doing it honestly because it was fun. And then um, over time, when I was like, oh, you know, maybe let me get serious is when I started studying artists. And it was more like Missy Elliott, uh, Busy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony. And um, people like that, like in that area, uh, Timbaland, when it came to music production, everybody in Timbaland's squad, like when it came to R&B, it was like genuine. It was mainly that squad with Timbaland and everybody in that era, because like uh, the Brat. Um, yeah, and then I went and listened to older stuff, too, like that I was always listening to, like MC Light, Queen Latifah, I always like Unity, and um, just a lot of stuff I heard as a kid, I went back and listened to it, and was like, oh, so, okay, I see what they're doing there, I see their rhyme schemes, I see how they're doing, I really became a student of the game, so they would say, at when I was like 16, that's when I went back and like started studying and having influences and if you listen back if you can find the music from me back then you'll hear it in it um it's very hard to find that music i don't (laughs) don't, yeah what station would that have been on? it's it's very awful so i have it myself but it is on youtube but you will have to really dig to find it someone's digging right now yeah Yeah, because on on youtube we were like i I remember when youtube came out and Mm -hmm. so we were putting stuff on there just to see what would happen so it's there. Did you there. have a, a different, like a yep. an artist name? Yep, different artist name, different everything. So, so he's not disclosed it's hard to find. <laughs> Can you give us a hint? Anything? Familiar? No. <laughs> he does not want us to no. find it. No, it's very hard to find. Um, it's if you if you know some of my um, friends, uh, sometimes I will play it on some of my shows. It's a it's like a gem. I'll just throw it out there and be like, "This is me when I was 16," and I'll. And then you can find it if you like catch one of those previous radio yeah. shows. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't just like throw it out because yeah, you don't I don't. Like, you don't like putting it out there. People mm-hmm. would think different of me if uh, they heard that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's intriguing. Now I really want to go and look for it now. <laughs> that's for the after show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the after party, so to speak, but not really. So you said that you're uh, a rapper and a DJ, but you're also talking a little about production. What would you say, like your main? your main interest in music is um the main interest is um it's rapping and dj have become like equal okay and that's because i always liked djing i just didn't do it until i was forced to do it because we didn't have a dj so i was like well let me just buy the equipment and start and then after that and i actually my first radio show i wasn't even a dj when i got it I got it. That was another reason for me to start DJing was when I had my radio show and and then just not being able to have DJs for live shows. So I was like, all right, let me DJ so I can have my own live show. I can make a mix so I don't have to ask these guys to come out or I don't have to pay these guys to come out. And um, yeah, but rapping and DJing became equal because I love blending sounds and um, watching the crowd have a good time and then making the crowd have a good time. And um, you do the same thing rapping. And the same thing, DJing. So, equally, both of those. But there's a lot of other stuff. And where can our <laughs> listeners find your stuff? Um, Spotify. Type in John Q. You can find things. Like, you can find a rap in there. If you want to find, like, because, you know, to put things on Spotify, you have to own all the rights. So, 
that's where some of my music is. If you want to find like things that I've done over some other people's stuff that I don't own the rights to, you can find it on SoundCloud. Um, there's some stuff on YouTube. <laughs> where can we find your best stuff? Uh, uh, SoundCloud and uh, Spotify. SoundCloud and Spotify. Spotify has like a little bit of other stuff that may have been on like um, compilation CDs or features with other artists. Um, if you want like my stuff, purely me, that is on Spotify. So just type in John Q. Uh, on SoundCloud too, John Q. SoundCloud. SoundCloud is their search is really weird. So you can either type in I'm underscore John Q or John Q, and I think I will come up under John. It's um Spotify is I mean SoundCloud's really weird. Okay. Their search function is not optimized, and if they're listening, they need to optimize their search function because <laughs> everybody who is on Spo uh, SoundCloud complains about that. But you can also find everything on your website, right? Um, the the website links to it. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. if you go to my like artist profile on um, amhink.com, it has links and um, music players for a lot of everything I've done. I had no idea he was so big. <laughs> he's like all over everything, you know. Spotify, he's over Did you here. See his yeah. headline: radio personality, DJ, no. co-founder. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm regular. I'm just a guy trying. <laughs> Everyone's just a guy until they yep. are. Do you, do you oh. consider yourself an entrepreneur? We were discussing this a bit earlier. Yes, I do, because um, creating a label is a business, and I had to learn a lot of the business, and um, a lot of that was trial and error. A lot of that was. Um, just jumping in the ocean and trying not to drown. <laughs> so, so yes, and um, I, I have to work deals. Like we, I just got, I had a meeting yesterday with a venue owner, and we're talking about numbers, splits, and all that. Music is a huge business, and you gotta understand the business side. And then if you run a record label, you gotta understand the business side. So it is a uh, entrepreneurship because you also gotta create income mm -hmm. and pay. And things like that. Get your own sponsors too, right? Uh, yeah, if yeah, if you want to, yeah, it's a good route to go. <laughs> <laughs> and merchandise, I saw merchandise, you had merchandise. Yep, yep, definitely a good route to an expensive route to go, but it can, the payoff can be good depending on your brand. You know, you got to think about your brand. So much, so much stuff, and mm. uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. Mm, right. And speaking of your label, can you tell us what All My Homies is? All My Homies is a music collective slash record label. The reason why it's called All My Homies is because when it started, we were at a Currency and Big Crit concert. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. There's some rappers. Big Crit, I've listened to. Yep. And it was a free concert at UF. So we were standing in the crowd. This is after I took like a music break. And we were standing in the crowd. And I was looking at it. I was like, ah, we can do this, man. And it was like, yeah, we can. And I was like, all right, so what are we going to call it? And then I was wearing a Sesame Street t-shirt. That said, all my homies are from the streets. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so hence the name. The name is all my homies. Just because it's like a lot of people in the group, we go back 10 to 15 years. Mm. So it's a family. And um, we like to promote family and, um, being, and people just being able to find some place where they can be free, where they can relate to others, where they can share their opinions, difference of opinion. Because we're all different. And we've been able to be friends for all these years. We have disagreements. We have discussions. And I feel as where I come from, my friends help mold me into the person I am. So we, with, with our group, we want to share that with people who may not be able to find 
a home because we all we also have a discussion group it's about inclusion, right? Yeah, it's about being included. We also have a discussion group and things like that. Um, I know the name can kind of rub people the wrong way. Like when um I've done an event and they've been like, oh, the name, all my homies, we don't want that on the flyer because we think it'll bring um, a certain kind of people to our uh, venue. And it's like, it's not, I was like, no, our crowd's not what you think it is. But yeah. that's the type of stuff we have to deal with, with the name and stigmas, stigmas with the name, because um, there was this Latin guy who was saying, oh, when you say homies, that's uh, gang related. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, man. How <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Wow. I was like, I mean. It can th- have more than one meaning. It, that's what I said. I was like, um, all over the world in different languages, um, what means camaraderie? What means that's my comrade? What, what yeah. word is that? Mm-hmm. I was like, there's different words and slang words in every language, but it all means the same thing. But you don't put a stigma on that. You're putting yeah. it on this. Why? Because you see a person of color behind it or what what is it so that was a fun discussion that we had because i'm he changed his mind afterwards that's what i was wondering (laughs) if he actually he was swayed to the other side yeah he changed his mind afterwards and i know that's going way off the deep end from the original (laughs) question but um no that's good stuff (laughs) um so yeah and then your two your your show two hour takeover is that correct yep i have four Shows. Your four shows. Four shows. Okay. Okay. So so let's go through all the shows. (laughs) So the two-hour takeover is the oldest one. That is the one I started in my bedroom. Well, no. Yes. No. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) it goes further back than that. I forgot. Yeah. It goes. Um. So that one was the first one that I had on Grow Radio. When I was when I got a radio show. Pretty much. How old were you then? Um, I was in college. Okay. So college. Yeah. Uh. 22, 21. Because you were saying 16 earlier. Yeah. I was going, wow. So I was 22, 21, something like that. I don't remember. I have to like really put myself back in that time period. But that it started there. Um, and then it took a break when I moved to Orlando because I didn't have the equipment. And then I, I remembered. I was like, oh, that stuff wasn't really that advanced there. So I went and bought all the equipment necessary, then started that in my bedroom. And then we moved. So then I had a living room space, and then it started in my living room. There's a bunch of footage online that you can find from us filming and recording in our living room, doing interviews with a lot of artists that are now very big. <laughs> so cool. That's, that's cool. And then <clears throat> after the two-hour takeover, I created John Q and Friends. John Q and Friends is what I've always wanted to do because it's a different format from the two-hour takeover. The two-hour takeover focused on music and artists' interviews and things like that. John Q and Friends, I just wanted it to be strictly about the music, not much me talking. And um, that one is Tuesdays, 12 to 2 on Valencia College Radio. Then I have one today on Wednesday upstairs. It's called All My Homies Live in the Mastering Room or wherever I'm at at the time because I've done it in a car audio shop. I've done it at local businesses. This one is... um. It can either it can it's two formats in this one. So it can be like a live stream party or it can be a live stream music discovery session. So what that means is I'm playing music to all the listeners and I'm like, listen to this, follow this person, listen to this, follow this person. And then they're also sending me music of their friends and other people. And I'm reviewing it and telling them what maybe they can do to make it better or if it's good or yeah. And then they're getting followers and people are just networking doing that. And then, (laughs) 
after that show is um, Are You Afraid of the Blank with um, me and Saul. And that is just talking about having discussions like how I had a discussion with the guy about the name, all my yeah. homies and the stigma behind that. So it's, it's talking about topics people may be afraid to discuss. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's the four different shows that <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. So <laughs> there's no censoring on these shows, right? You don't... Um, like censoring music or censoring like people's mouth, like what yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. All of those. No. So, like, on a two, the two-hour takeover got known for have, being kind of wild. So, that was, um, and just anything goes, freestyle sessions, people just coming in, walking in the door. Like, we would turn the camera on them while they walk in the door. Everybody would be like, hey. Mm. So, we got known for that. And then, um, John Q and Friends, music-wise, I try to, just because of the time it's at, I try to stay away from explicit music. But it may, it may uh, you know, sometimes it'll creep in. The Wednesday show, all anything goes when it comes to music because, you know, we're we're just expressing ourselves on Wednesday and plus it happens at night, nine PM well, eight PM to ten PM. And then um are you afraid to blank? Um, we're all adults, so we can figure out better words to use if we need to get our point across. Yeah. So um we censor ourselves in that aspect, but we just find better words to use to explain what we're talking about. And um if something slips on that it's all right. Yeah. I was wondering if there's any. Uh, you do you do that at your place or in your own studio or which or one here at Valencia or the the live in the mastering room. Yeah. That's that's upstairs at in Valencia. But sometimes I, I've done it at a car repair shop in their like repair shop where the guys are working on the cars behind me while I'm live streaming. I've done it um, in a DJ store, DJ Depot. <laughs> rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've done it uh, where, where I've, I've done it in the living room. Um, there's a bunch of places I've done. I've done it in the SSL room, which is a, SSL is a, a mixing console, and mm-hmm. we just call. I just call the different studios their name because depending on what console they have in there. Um, and I've done it in the API room and the Neve room. So all over the place. So I'm gonna see if we can get you down to a Starter Studio. Okay. And do that down there. That'd be kind of a cool thing to do. Okay. Yeah. Because it's about business. I've had, yeah, I've had people. Um, I've had people invite me out to Atlanta to do it while they're doing like um a live showcase thing. Mm-hmm. So I might do that, and then people are trying to invite me to Jersey to do it there. So we'll see. We'll see. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah. So you said that. Um, on your two-hour takeover show that when you started, you had some great guests. Do you have any guests that you're, like, particularly proud of having? Oh, man, yeah. Uh, Rom, Rom, it was it was amazing seeing Rom go from, when I found him, he had, like, 100 followers. Rom is now signed to Sony, traveling the world. That's amazing. Um, wow. There was Winter, uh, Winter, there's Deffy. Deffy, um, he, he ended up falling off a bit, but he went from, like, when I found him, 500 followers to now 13, 14,000 followers. There's a bunch, a bunch of people. And um, I found a lot of these guys when they were just starting out because of the way the SoundCloud culture, I was, like, embedded in that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole different culture. Um, there's my friend John X, or, well, now he goes by 2x2. Two two. Hmm. <laughs> um, let me think. I Marquise, that's my friend uh, out of Brooklyn. He's a huge Jersey Club DJ. They play his music at all festivals. Every festival you can think of, you'll probably hear I Marquis drop somewhere. They're playing his music. I mean, he DJs all over. 
Oh man. Who are these pictures? Uh, who are these people with you Those, in the picture? So the guy in the middle, that's uh, KB, or he now goes by his real name, Kenneth, instead of KB. But, <laughs> but uh, he is the co-founder with me. And then the guy on the right, that is Suku or Andre Brian. We, me and him have. Um, that's I, I used to a lot of people and be like, that's my brother, and people believed it. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's a, he's a member of um, AMH too. He's one of the. We say we jumped him in because when I met him, this girl she introduced me to his music, and I was like, hey, do this song with me, and he sent it back the next day. And then after that, it was like brotherhood. And then um, the first time I met him in person had to be like two years after that. And then we just started doing shows together. And I was like, look, man, you're just a part of us now. <laughs> so he is. He's yeah. family. Yeah. Yep. So that's those people right there. That's cool. Yeah. So it seems like you have a lot of experience with like introducing people to the music experience. Oh, yeah. So like what would you say is good advice for someone who does want to enter? Like, where should they start? Make sure this is what you really want to do. Um, you can you can hit me up and ask me. Uh, I can tell you that it is not fun at times, and it is not easy. And the amount of work I put in, if I put it into something else, I would be way beyond where I am right now. So, But not saying that as a regret. I'm saying that it's like, just make sure this is what you want to do. Because I see Passion. a lot of people do it for two years and then after that they like hit a huge depression and then they just stop doing it and then they're happy again so it's like you know <laughs> if you're going to do it for a hobby keep that in your mind that you're going to do it for a hobby if you're doing it because this is your passion this is really what you want to do be prepared to put in the work first thing that you need to do not be afraid to go out and network definitely go out and network you have to talk to people you can't sit in your bedroom you can't make a song uh, learn how to promote. You can't make a song and then just put it online and then hope that somebody walks across it and like, you know, I'm going to pick you. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so you got to be out there promoting and doing what you got to do. And um, don't be afraid to talk, pe to talk to people. Don't be afraid of feedback because don't, you know, if you, if you can't handle feedback, then you can't be in, in this industry because feedback will help shape you. You can't have thin skin in this mm. industry and you got to be able to accept when nobody says no you got to be able to dust yourself off and keep pushing forward know that's your worth. the secret of sales you know <laughs> because everybody will say oh i don't want to do sa sales but like damn you sorry i don't know if i can say that i guess i can <laughs> you, you better not try and be an entrepreneur unless you can have your right thick skin and then secondly you've got to realize that you're going to hear a lot of no's until you get to an actual yes yeah and so I hate doing sales, but I did it for years. So, but you're doing sales because <laughs> you have your own. You have four yeah. shows. My goodness. Yeah, I, I mean, I hated doing it, but it is a necessary skill. My mom always said I had to gift the gab. I was like a natural at it. She was like, yeah. I can sell anybody anything. But um, I don't know. Doing the job in sales, I guess, help hone that skill, mm -hmm. and it's a very valuable skill because then you're not afraid to talk to anybody. You're not. Yeah. You're not. You won't psych yourself out. A going meeting with somebody who owns a venue or mm -hmm. owns something you won't be like well they might not want to do anything with me because who am i you know you gotta you gotta get that that's monkey yep. chatter you gotta get that out of your head yep and yeah. just doing sales and i mean working customer service helps you understand people yeah <laughs> and really don't you think i think sales and this is where i talk to all of you guys also in the room is when people say, oh, I don't want to have sales, I said, well, first you need to define what sales is in your own head because you have a negative 
definition of it. But secondly, how did you get your girlfriend or how did you get your boyfriend? You know, whoever you sell I'm yourself. That's you have to be able to sell qualities about you, right? Yeah. And then how did you go and get your job? Because you're still trying to sell. So yeah. to me, sales is about a relationship. It's not about necessarily the product. If somebody likes me and believes in me, and then they're going to like and believe in the product. Yeah. So it makes it easier to do the sale. That is correct. Everyone listen to that. Mm. <laughs> that, is, that is amazing right there. Yeah. And, um, it helps. It helps. It helps. Everything that you do, honestly, like in everything that you do when you're an artist, if it doesn't seem like it's relevant to your art, it is. You're learning a skill that somehow you're going to use. Mm -hmm. So do not be mad. Like I had to work sales for years and sit there and tell myself, this is only temporary. Mm -hmm. This is temporary. Mm -hmm. I know what I want to do. I know that I'm on the right path to get to where I want, where this, where I'm working, where I make all my income off of this industry. But, you know, I felt as that was just a necessary step to get me the skills to where I can survive in this industry, working mm -hmm. and freelance. Cause this industry is 90% freelance. Yeah. Very and it's really tough. And nice. it's all dependent upon that one person being able to yep. go out there and get it out there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I have to tell myself three things. First thing is like as an entrepreneur, I go, okay, everything is temporary. So whatever it is you're going through as an entrepreneur and you're trying to sell your record or your music, if you're in school and you're getting ready to graduate or you're just starting something, everything is temporary. We still move past that place, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing I, I tell myself is don't pay attention to any distractions, good or bad, because, you know, the good things, you'll sit here, you could stay in that happy, euphoric place for a little bit too long. You could go over to the dark side and be in the dungeon of despair, for, yeah. you know, and that's bad. But just don't pay attention to, to distractions. And then third is, you know, I, I always believe God's got my back. So if he's got my back, then everything is going to be fine. So, you know, tell yourself whatever it is on your third one. Yep. Yeah. You guys have more questions. Of though. course. So after all these years, what's kept you going in this industry? Um, no, or at least what made you know that this is where <laughs> you still want to be? This may sound funny. What keeps me going now is just saying I have 14 years in this if I stop now, I've wasted 14 years of my mm. life. That is, <laughs> like, it sounds bleak, but it's like, honestly, like, if I stop now, then I've wasted, I've legitimately wasted 14 years of my life. And I'm not really in a bad place. Like, mm -hmm. I'm constantly progressing. But if I ever, because, you know, you have to get over your own mental obstacles. Of course. So if you hit a brick wall, you just sit there and tell yourself, you're like, you know, I've invested 14 years in this. Um, I've. I'm way better than I was a year ago. Yeah, things may get sluggish at times, but mm. I can keep I can just keep going through it. So that's like one of the methods to my madness. I think everybody has to develop their one thing or their couple things they tell themselves to motivate themselves. And that's mine. Like I may I have weird motivational things. People may <laughs> think it's like depressing and I'm like, ah, it's not really depressing to me. Like it's like I know it's like myself. I made it this far when I keep going. Exactly. So it's like I know myself. People are like, oh, that may sound bleak. And it's like, nah, it's, I just, it is what it is. <laughs> that like keeps, you chose this life and you keep going with it. Yeah. So it's like if I quit, then I've quit. Mm. And that is probably the worst thing I could ever do in my life. That would be the one thing I regret. Like sometimes I will envision my life if I quit. 
that motivates me. Just he's saying this sounds impressive. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> like if you, man, like doing something for so many years, can you then envision you quitting? Like, and then put yourself in how you will feel if you quit? That, I don't want to feel like that. So, you know, if I need a kick in the butt, I will put myself in that place and be like, yeah, I can't, I can't quit. <laughs> I would agree with that. And we have um, some guests that are writing in to us. Hey, shouts out to everybody listening. Shout yeah. out to my auntie. And my and mom. we have oh, is your that your too? is that your mom up there? Uh, yeah it is. Yeah and so Q just so you know <laughs> she said that uh Val over here is a closet beat Beatboxer. A beatboxer. Yeah. Which I would not consider myself a closet beatboxer. Oh, well, yeah. so are you out of the closet beatboxer? No, I'm like not. I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not good enough to consider myself like a beatboxer. But. Oh, but apparently his mom says yes. Hey, well. So I don't know if you want to call <laughs> him out and make him do no, something. I'm, hey, do, I'm do, not going to do it online. Yeah, do what you got to do. I know a guy, I know a few guys who are really big beatboxing, like um, Rubik's Cube. He uh, He's from Orlando. He used to tour doing beatboxing. He'll do some shows from time to time, so you may see his name on um on flyers but he's really ridiculously good and then um there's dj rob zilla the guy who taught me how to dj mm. shouts out to him because we used to sit in his uh living room and do scratching like we'll have turntable days so um <laughs> shouts out to him for that and uh, he's one of the craziest beatboxers that i know him and rubik rubik's cube is ridiculous he'll do like the star wars theme beatboxing oh, wow. ridiculous awesome. yeah wow. ridiculous you could be the next one, though. Yeah, I don't think yeah. so. But hey, <laughs> hey, keep. I mean, people will pay to see that. Like, yeah. so do it. If if it's something that you think you can hone, a skill that you can hone, just do it. Yeah, like off of our like what you're talking about before. It's like for me, it's just not something that like I could commit myself yeah, to. Yeah, okay. You know, so it's like I'm like, I don't know. yeah, okay, that's yeah. cool. Like, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> just like a hobby. Something yeah, it's just a hobby. Fun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fun. Do you um do you play any instruments? I always say the turntables or mm-hmm. or an instrument. I need to. I need to get back on scratching. It's been a while, but um, I wanted to play an instrument. I was at when I was young, but we didn't have the finances because the schools I went to they didn't supply instruments. You yeah. had to buy them. So I always wanted to play the saxophone or a guitar or something. I'm I'm going to buy myself a guitar this Christmas and then um, go to a pawn shop. I'm going to tell I you. I went that. I went to a few and I looked at the prices. I've been shopping around looking at prices. So yeah. I wanted to buy myself like a Gibson, like a Gibson mm, Studio. Those are good. Which is roughly like five, six hundred. So I don't yeah. f- like that. I can do that. And then I was going to buy Rocksmith, which is a game oh, that teaches you how to play. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and I was going to teach myself that. All right, I know how to read music. Uh, I played the piano a little bit. Like I, I had to take a class where I learned the piano with music theory. So um, I haven't played the piano in a while. So now I can't play. I think. Well, I could <laughs> if I went back to it. But yeah, I want to play the guitar. And then um, if I can pick up a saxophone i would i don't know if my lungs can do it because <laughs> i mean some people just don't have the lungs so so you know i want to try that but i'll start with strings and keys i got a guitar at a at a pawn shop and it was ridiculously uh inexpensive and yeah. you can get a decent one a really nice one there too so that's why i said oh check one out yeah there. they had same with to- saxophone Oh, I never. I haven't seen a saxophone in a pawn shop. I, I see guitars mm-hmm. and they're like a hundred dollars. Like it's yeah. really cheap. Yeah, to really. get into. No, I, I did Rocksmith for a little while on the PS3. Um, uh, how did it work for you? Um, 
it was pretty cool at first, but then I lost the cable and I never bothered to plug it in. And you need that cable yeah. to plug it into the, the, the console, and I just I never got into it again. I've been wanting to buy it again ever since. Yeah, because it was back in the PS3 days. Yeah, right? so. so that's what that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get that, and because I'm a huge rock band person, I love rock yeah. music. I love metal. Um, there's some songs that I just I'm like if I can play this song I might just be done. <laughs> like, if I can hit some of these solos that will be it for me. Like I feel like I've achieved what I need to do. If I can just go in the studio and be like, yeah, just yeah. lay something down and then just do it. I was 12. I went and I had said to my parents, I want to play the guitar. So they got me a guitar. I learned how to play one song. I said, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> and they went, what? We bought you a guitar. I said, nope, I know how to play this song, and that's all I wanted to be able to do, and I moved on. Yeah, like I feel as it would just be a, a hobby. Something I've always wanted to play an instrument. That would be one of the good ones. Um, you know, like Prince could play like a million instruments. I, I just want to be able to, all right, I can play a little guitar. I'm not a professional. I'm not touring playing guitar. No, I can play a little bit. I can play a little key piano. I can play, you know, if I can pick up a saxophone or a trumpet or something. Yeah, let me play that. I would love to do that. And I wanted to when I was young. It was just the situation yeah. as a Well, it shouldn't kid. stop you now. You need to <laughs> definitely do that. Yep. Yeah, that would be cool. So in another world, if you weren't in this industry or even when you were 16, what did you think you might be doing if it wasn't music? I wanted to be an astronaut or astrophysicist or a theoretical physicist. <laughs> dreaming big dreaming, was, <laughs> dreaming big all so, your life that's why I'm huge in science right now I always oh. say I want it to be like you know like some artists like they'll do like these late night talk shows will do a panel and it'll be like we have special guests this rapper here who nobody thinks knows anything about anything and then they're coming out there like yeah you know this is what the leading theory is and blah 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 that was like I want that that to be me <laughs> so you follow science regularly with yeah. scientific news did you yeah. hear about the aquifer on Mars yeah they see I just posted today about how a lot of articles are misleading yeah because they say they found water and it's like no they think they, they found, found water okay. so um, yes I did I, I posted about it today but I was also posting about how a lot of news articles have very misleading clickbait titles. Yeah, I feel like that always happens when it comes to space. They're always like, we did this, even though if it's like a, yeah. a But if, when you read the article, they don't even say, they're like, we believe. You yeah. know, we think. <laughs> this is the data, the data shows, but we won't know until. You know, right. but then these websites will write, a article, write, write a title that says, they found water. And it's like, no, that's not even what it says. And, um... Yeah, I, there's some websites that are just getting bad about it, some science websites that are getting real bad about it. So I have to start changing what sources I get my news from mm -hmm. because, like, even though it's a big <laughs> announcement, I always feel is when um, I always feel like NASA, like, in two months, like, if they have nothing to talk about, they'll be like, Mars, water, we found it. You know, yeah. like, yeah. every two months. Yeah. Every two months. Like, I feel as I can go back and trace it. Because it was, like, two months ago where it was, like, icicles were found by the drone, you know, or this satellite. Yeah. Let's <laughs> come say whatever they need to to keep the yeah. going. But wasn't yeah. there something in the paper, or not paper, but on the news today that said that... Um, I can't. Uh, this is just not right. I know I don't have it completely right, but that somebody is trying to go to the sun, and I think it's our government. I think it's NASA that's wanting to go to the sun, They've whereas Musk, <laughs> Elon Musk, is wanting to go to to Mars. Um, they're going like there's a there's a couple places okay. going to the moon. There's a, I believe it's China is going to the moon. They're trying to uh, build oh, a like we've already done that. build a base. Trump said moon. 
Trump is talking about building a moon base, kind of, and also uh, star troopers, I guess. Oh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's another know. thing that he's... Space, space the Space Force. Space Force, yeah. Um, I don't, about the sun, I mean, NASA's been there. They've sent um, probes and satellites to the sun. They may be sending another. I don't know. Maybe it was... You know what? It might have been even Donald Trump, which we cannot <laughs> believe anything if it's that. Sorry. He has to say something to get people's mind off things. He says a lot. <laughs> I'm looking for it. So what is the biggest or at least uh, greatest recent innovation in the music industry that you think is interesting? Um, it's this. Oh, here, look, yeah. I found it. It says, uh, while you're thinking, yeah. <laughs> NASA's first mission to the sun launches summer 2018. What it's summer? Yeah. What type of mission? Like, is it a satellite? Sun. Because they've sent things to... <laughs> To look at the sun, they just can't, it can't get that close. Like they'll put right. it in orbit, and like everything else is in orbit. Okay. Actually, that's like really old news too. So never mind. <laughs> okay, because I'm like it's the summer now. It's the top of the list, but it's really old news. Okay. <laughs> um, innovations in music. Um, I, I when it comes to the technology, there's some crazy things. Like when it comes to MIDI technology, MIDI controlling, and things like that. When it comes to um, like streaming platforms, what's happening is interesting. I wouldn't say it's innovative. It's like what's happening to the industry. Hmm. There's not really innovative happening. I mean, um, genres, anything? Genres, man. Every genre goes through goes is yeah, going sure. through changes. Like that, that's going to happen. Uh, I would say like some of the DJ technology is getting really innovative. Like Tractor. This is a rumor. But if it's true, this is like the most. This is going to turn DJing on its head. Tractor's creating, supposedly, creating a program that can analyze a track and you can cut the track up, depending on if it's bass. You can just strip the bass out of it, create its own audio track. So remixing on the fly is going to be insane. So you can say, "Hey, I like the horns in this song." Press Take a button, it takes the horns. <laughs> now you have just the horns. And you can say, I like the bass in this. I like the the percussions in this. Take them all, make a new song while you're DJing live. This is rumored. Rumored. I really hope it's true. They have something like this. It just doesn't do it live. So if they found a way to incorporate it into a live setup, my mind would explode. <laughs> um, I know Adobe did. They did a tech demo of something that's insane. It's not really in music. It's more in like post-production where they can, um, if, if a person says something, they can take their voice and make them say anything they want, which is scary. But they're not releasing that to the public, Good. but the technology exists. Huh. But other than that, music, really nothing innovative, I believe, is happening. I mean, people are changing, doing different styles, which sound like styles from the 90s mm. over new beats yeah. but um nothing innovative other than the dj tech and um some of the audio tech like in the studio the engineering stuff i'm kind of curious because it's about internships what was an internship like when you were in college versus like what it might be now for students so the internship i did was at my job <laughs> interesting so i was already working in live sound so and it was i was working in live sound i still work in live sound and um i was like hey 
can I get a college credit? And they were like, yeah, we'll sign the papers. And so that's really <laughs> what I did. <laughs> I was like, you know, I already do what I want to do. Let me just get a college credit while I'm getting paid. Yeah, but did the business treat you well? Or did, yeah, I mean, did I you mean, get real experience? Or I was, I was were already, you running coffee? Yeah, I, no, no. I was already working there doing live sound. So I was just stayed doing exactly what just I was doing. a little doing. more efficient. Oh, well. yeah, yeah, just yeah. I got a college credit it. for it. <laughs> yeah, so it doesn't normally happen that easily. No, right? it doesn't. Yeah. So yeah. I took that opportunity because I was like, I need, well, it's a credit, college credit. It will, I'm doing, I'm already doing what I want to do. Let me get a college credit to do what I want to do. Yeah, it's not that easy, though. That's no. good to know. How do you feel that Orlando is for what you do, like live music in general? Do you think Orlando's a good spot for that? Um, if you're trying to get a job in live, yes. Orlando is a big hub for live. I, I mean, I tell the students all the time here at Valencia, I'm like, if you're trying to get out of this program and make money, if you're trying to, while you're a student, make some money, all these places are hiring. You can check out this place, like Rhino. If anybody's listening, wants to get in a live sound, Rhino's always hiring people to do stage production. Stage productions usually the entry level. It'll start you at fifteen an hour, so you can still be in school making fifteen an hour. It's not consistent work because it's all depending on the shows. But Rhino's a good place. Um, you can try to get into LMG. LMG is a little bit harder to get into. There's a PSAV. There, um, there's so many different places you can literally walk to a venue and just be like hey do you guys need somebody they'll probably be like yeah we do because <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot going on a lot of guys who work in the industry go on tour so they need people they like tours will come in and just be like you're good let's go go with us we'll pay you for a six-month tour thirty thousand dollars yeah so wow. in six months you made 30 grand so it you know but you got to be willing to travel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. especially if you're young, tour life, it, people, young kids love tour life. As you oh, get sure. older, <laughs> as you get older, it, it's not me. Like, I talk to a lot of my friends who tour, and they're like, no, 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 no. I will never do that. I will never sit in a van with six people driving across the world, uh, no showers for three weeks, you know? <laughs> driving across the states. Oh, because they're living in the van? Yeah, pretty oh, much. God, but, yeah. uh, you know, you can make... You can make some good money. You can make a lot of good experiences. It can mm -hmm. happen on tour. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, the live Orlando is a real good place for live. When it comes to doing hip-hop, Orlando is an interesting place. Um, you, got to, you can't do it by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. Um, and Orlando right now is mainly known for its West Coast hip-hop, like the West Side hip-hop, which can be different from the east side hip-hop so you would just have to learn the areas in the town you would have to study your peers mm -hmm. out here and then you can find a lane that will then take you out of orlando <laughs> yeah yeah it's trickier yeah all right and as we round out our show we want to ask you what we ask all of our guests who are who is a leader that inspires you oh and you can even list more you can have living dead <clears throat> you know personal people you know people you never met so you're not limited um, a leader that inspires me. This is, this is interesting. Hmm. Actually, like, okay. They can be dead. <laughs> yeah, living dead. So, um, it can be anyone from like, you know, Jesus to like, you know, Muhammad Ali. I mean, pick anybody. Yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm X was a uh, very inspiring with, uh, but it, at a certain time in my life, 
like now I'm a little bit chill. So, <laughs> You're so, not militant. Yes, yeah, so, <laughs> I'm way more chill now. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that was that was an inspiration, and um, just anybody speaking who can speak their piece and and speak it elegantly, like they can they can talk, they can say what they need to say. They um, they they're not. St- Spewing ignorance out there. Mm-hmm. Like I look at other people, I see them. I see a lot of them as peers. Like if you can come, if you can talk to people and um, explain what's going on to people, and then try to come with a solution. Those type of people inspire me because it makes me want to find solutions for things that are happening, or just try to add to the conversation. Try to enlighten, or you know, not saying I know everything, but I may have a different perspective that can help someone move in life and uh people who do that inspire me is there a podcast you listen to no i don't i don't i don't listen to i don't like i mean i have to (laughs) but i have to because of other things but i don't i don't like a leader yeah yeah i don't listen to um anybody in particular sometimes i'll come across things like snips of things that people Mm -hmm. say like uh joe rogan is very funny to me Mm -hmm. and interesting um, there's a Charlemagne, like, I like his take on a lot of things because Charlemagne, <laughs> he, he has no, he, he, he's not sugarcoating anything with mm-hmm. anybody. He'll ask them straight up, straight to their face. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and he'll wait for them to answer it, fumble around it. And even if somebody's coming at him with the anger and aggression, he can hold his own and, um, keep it to where it's not an argument um even uh sway sway on um real sway in the morning he's he's a good guy to listen to like when he interviews people he likes to have fun too but um not anybody i don't like there's not um like where i'll get up weekly and listen to a lot okay i listen to a lot of music (laughs) yeah well music is so soothing it can it gives us energy it can also relax us can do everything in between so yeah it's good all right, and I think now we're getting to the point where we need to talk about our second sponsor. All Let's right, do it. so you're up, Khalil. All right. Affiliate Manager offers a complete management service that covers all aspects of de- developing and optimizing an affiliate program. Not only do we provide expertise, identify high potential opportunities, and execute campaigns to maximize performance, we make it a point to require minimal work for our merchant partners. You can reach them at www.affiliatemanager.com. Thank you, Affiliate Manager, for sponsoring the Intern Whisperer Live. Alrighty, so I think I did that one right. You did. <laughs> Yay me, I'm so happy. Do a so round of applause. I want to say um, thank you to Valencia College. Thank you for letting us be in this campus. Thank you to our station manager. We always love him because he lets us do stuff like this also. And we want to give any shout out. So let's go around the room. Val, shout out. Uh, thank you to my family for tuning in, listening to us. Um, just Thank you, Isabella, for having us on the show. Yeah, and so next time, there's going to be an episode, and it's going to be the last show with the guys, so I hope our listeners will be paying attention to that. Jerron? Of course, thank you, my family. Thank you, Aunt Darlene, for always being We love Aunt Darlene. Oh, my God, we love Aunt Darlene. (laughs) I'm happy that one of the last shows I get to do is with Q. I want to do it for a long time. And, of course, thank you, Isabella, for allowing us to be here. Yep, thank you. Khalil? Um, Well, 
Thank you guys for having me. It's mm. first time here. I'm yeah. still welcome. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, trying to get like the hang of it. But thank you're you. You're doing great. Yeah, you're doing yeah he's doing great. Q, uh, shout out. Sh- shouts out to all my homies and uh, <laughs> shouts out. Definitely shouts out to Valencia and um, shouts out to everybody intern Whisper for having me. You know, and uh, again. Shouts out to all my homies. All right. <laughs> so we're going to cut real quick to the closing music because we know we've got to yep. be off the air. Time. So I'm going to hit it. <laughs> 